This is someone that wants to know you so they can get you from point A to point B. I've only been on the course, I'd say about 10 weeks and I've, I'm a completely different person. My confidence is back. It's like I'm finding myself again and I'm genuinely so happy. Are you ready to know what you don't know about Privacy Pros? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Privacy Pros Academy podcast by KZNT Privacy Experts. The podcast to launch, progress and excel your career as a Privacy Pro. Hear about the latest news and developments in the world of privacy. Discover fascinating insights from leading global privacy professionals. And hear real stories and top tips from the people who've been where you want to get to. We're an official IAPP training partner. We've trained people in over 137 countries and counties. So, whether you're thinking about starting a career in data privacy, or you're an experienced professional, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the KZM Privacy Pros Academy podcast. My name is Jamila and I'm a data privacy analyst at KZM Privacy Experts. I'm primarily responsible for conducting research on current and upcoming legislation as well as any key developments. With me today as my co-host is KZM CEO Jamal Ahmed. Jamal Ahmed is a Fellow of Information Privacy and CEO at KZM Privacy Experts. He is a leading global privacy professional, world-class trainer and lead mentor at the Privacy Pros Academy. Thank you, Jamal. Hi, Jamila. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm super excited because Zainab is our guest today and she's someone who's been listening to this podcast over the last couple of months and now she is going to be starring on the podcast. So I'm super excited about that. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Zainab? Our guest today is Zainab Mahmood. Zainab is a data privacy analyst at KZM Privacy Experts and is progressing through the Privacy Pros Academy Signature Accelerator Program, where she will graduate as a world-class privacy professional. She is a certified information privacy professional for Europe and has a Master of Science in Business Information Systems Management. Welcome, Zainab. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, So as we always do on these podcasts, let's start off with an icebreaker. And today's icebreaker, what did you want to be when you were younger? I think I wanted to be a police officer. Interesting. What was it about being a police officer? So I'm quite active. Mm -hmm. I'm really fit. I'm I'm quite active in that sense. Mm -hmm. And it's the thought of actually helping people and then doing something that's quite exciting. Nice, nice. And kind of what age did you want to be a police officer? I think it was as I was growing up. Even now I've considered it. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) What did you want to be when you were younger? I only had one thing that I wanted to be when I was younger. And it's a bit weird for a five-year-old, but I wanted to be prime minister. And there is a picture of me where we had a non-uniform day at school and I wore a suit because I thought if I start from a young age wearing suits, then I'm in that prime ministerial mindset. (laughs) (laughs) What did you want to be, Jamal? Wanted to help the world what I wanted to do when I was younger I just wanted to help the world okay so no kind of particular job that's the problem I wanted to do everything right <laughs> I, I was so easy influenced like one minute I wanted to be a teacher the next minute I wanted to be a lawyer the next minute I wanted to be a fireman yeah. anything that helps people I wanted to be and I realized I can't be everything and help everyone so I need to find something that I'm good at and try yeah. and help as many people doing that 
Definitely, definitely. Um, and Zainab, although you're not a police officer, you're working in data privacy. And what is it about data privacy? What kind of sparked your interest? What got you into it? So I initially come across data privacy whilst I was doing my master's. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I was under what I'm going to describe as like a current misconception that you need a law background to get into data privacy. And that's probably one of the reasons I enjoyed it when I was studying it, but I didn't really push for it because... Yeah. I didn't have that guidance. I didn't have somebody explaining to me, you don't need the law background. You're fine. You can still pursue it. So that's why I kind of stepped off. But I think before I even knew what data privacy was, mm-hmm. I was interested in it because yeah. I remember going through this phrase of I'm deleting this social media because I feel like they know too much about me. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like reading things. Why are they collecting these cookies? Even though I didn't know what cookies were. Mm, too many questions. I'm, I don't like it. And then I come across Jamal and um, the Academy and the Accelerator Programme. And that's where it kind of just opened up and I realised, actually, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And with the right guidance, I'm doing it. I'm on my journey now. I think it's the fact that you're helping people. Mm-hmm. So it's not too far off from being a police officer because you're still <laughs> helping people. You're still enforcing some sort of law, but you're helping people. I think that will be more vulnerable because you're not only helping the company, you're helping its customers and its clients too. And what was it about the Privacy Pros Academy specifically that made you want to join and get involved? So I've spent four years at university. Mm-hmm. So I did my bachelor's and then I did my master's. You come out with a degree, but you don't know how to get from A to B. I've got my qualifications, but you're kind of just left on your own, having to find a job, having to apply for places. No one actually guides you through that process. It kind of makes you feel like it's pointless kind of thrown into a deep end you want five years experience from a person that spent five years in university how's that possible so with the accelerator program it's structured so Jamal explained to me this is what we're going to do this is what we're achieving by June this is where you should be at so so far so good I said to Jamal that by June time I want to be certified and in the space of eight weeks I was certified the structure of it and having the passion for it it makes it a lot more enjoyable. What was it that really motivated you to want to do something? Forget the Privacy Pros Academy for a minute, because you came across that, because there was something that you either wanted to work towards or get away from. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about where you was before you joined the Academy? I was working in retail as a shift manager. Let me go back a little bit. I graduated in December 2019. For me, it was by March 2020, I want to be out of retail. But then COVID happened and that just made the whole process a lot more difficult because all the job markets were unstable. You didn't know who to trust. I had a lot of people who were the first to be laid off. They were the first people to be put on furlough and they were told, "Okay, yeah, you got the job. And then three months later, they no longer had a job. So it made it a lot more scary to make that transition. So in that process, I was a customer assistant. I stepped up to management. It's not what I want to be doing. So it was a good learning curve. It was a good experience. I've got that under my belt, but it's not something I could see myself doing any longer. And for me, I've always got goals. I've always got things I'm trying to achieve. And if I'm in a position, I just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere because I didn't want to progress any further in the company. I didn't want to stay there any longer. It wasn't meaningful to me. So I didn't understand. I just felt like I was wasting my time. And then when I come across like the Privacy Pros Accelerator Programme. With that, it's something I could see myself actually having a career in. Yeah. And I'm at that point in my life where I need a career, not just a job. 
And I feel like that was the big thing for me. And before you joined the academy, did you have any doubts about joining? Were you kind of nervous about anything in particular? Not really, because my mum is the one who come across Jamal. So I trust my mum. <laughs> so it was one of them where she um, explained it to me like, oh, I know somebody that's doing this. I'm not too sure what it is, but it's just something you're interested in. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, are you actually? And I was like, yeah, just give me the number. So I contacted Jamal. We spoke. I didn't really have any doubts because I felt like it was something I did enjoy. It's something I was interested in. But when I initially spoke to Jamal, he sent me away. So he goes to me, you've got a week, come back, just think about it, make sure it's something you want to pursue. Don't just jump into something because you're trying to escape the situation you're in now. Mm -hmm. And like at that point, I was a bit like, okay. But I really appreciate that he did that because it gave me a week to think about it and not just jump into a decision that I might regret later. Yeah. yeah, so I, I was a little bit concerned when I first spoke to Zainab that she just wanted to move away from where she was. And this was the first thing that has come along. And I was really cautious to think, I don't want her just to jump into this without knowing what she's getting herself into. Mm. I want to be confident that she is actually interested in data privacy. She understands what it is. She knows what a career looks like. She knows what the work involves. So I think I gave her like seven or eight different tasks to do within that week. And I sent her so many different webinars and podcasts to listen to. And I said, have a listen through all these things. And then if you still want to carry in data privacy, we'll have another catch up in a week's time. Yeah. And for me, it was about making sure that this was right for Zainab and that we had the right program for mm-hmm. Zainab as well. But I guess that's really good. Jamal could have said straight away, yep, I'll take you. Obviously, the program costs money. So it kind of shows that that the program is there, not only as some are just to kind of for financial gain. It's really helping to kind of develop individuals and he really cares about people's career progressions. That's something that I really appreciated because it didn't seem like it was a chance to build trust, but that's how Jamal got my trust because he could have easily made money if he didn't care, but it's he actually got to know me. I think, Jamal, I think your words were, I don't want you to go around and end up back, like going around in a circle and coming back to where you started. And I really appreciate that because it makes you feel like, okay, someone's actually trying to help me progress get out of the situation I'm in we can work together we can get out of it and actually have a meaningful career at the end of this yeah that's exactly what it was like the worst thing that would happen is we go through the program spend another three months doing it you give it a go for six months and then you realize actually I don't want this and then you start looking for something else you would have wasted around nine months all that time all that energy all that money and be no wiser every time I give someone the opportunity to join the program we both have to be very confident the program is the right fit for them and they are the right fit for the program what is it that you really enjoyed during the program so far i think the group that i mean we get a lot of one-to-one with jamal so we have masterclasses twice a week and you're not actually just learning the content to pass an exam it's like i actually know what i'm talking about which i don't think i know for a fact that if you gave me a textbook I wouldn't read the textbook. It's very interactive. It's like, if I don't understand something, I can ask. There will always be an example or a way to break it down. And to know that you've got people that are in a very, like in a similar situation with you and we're all working together to get the best out of this as we can. That's quite motivating because now on LinkedIn, we're all posting different things. 
but you feel it like you're really happy for each other and it's that community aspect of it as well but with like the masterclasses it's the amount of detail you go into when it comes to actually revising for my exam I wasn't nervous so that's where I think I got quite lucky is because I felt like no I know what I'm talking about I just need to go over the technicalities on one or two things but for me I think this was the first exam I've sat and I've not really felt nerves oh wow I felt my nerves when I saw the countdown timer to tell me whether I'd passed or failed. That's when I was shaking, but before then I was fine. As you recently said, you passed the SIPI, so congratulations. And how did you find the revision process? Do you think that had you been just by yourself with a book trying to revise, do you think you would have passed as quickly? No, I don't think I would have because I think I would have got bored. With my actual training, the first module when it comes to revising for the exam was what I found the most difficult to revise for because it was all history based. And it, to me, any other time, it wouldn't have been something that interested me. And I was speaking to Jamal about this. I think all of us had a conversation with Jamal going, how do we get our head around the first module? Because yeah. it's not that we don't understand it, we understand it. But if you've got questions on it, I don't know how I'm going to answer them because I don't know it in that much detail. Whereas as you go further along um, through the modules, they're a lot more interesting, they're a lot more engaging. And then Jamal goes, well, you need to think of it in a sense that you need to go back in time to realise where it started to be able to fully appreciate how far we've come. And then when he explained that to me and I started reading it, it was like a light bulb moment it's just about how we change our mindset so it was the whole concept of okay I don't want to learn it too okay if I learn it I will I will know a lot more and I like appreciate how far it's come and I think that helps quite a lot Um, and another part of the academy the mindset training what's that experience been like with the mindset training I love the mindset training (laughs) I feel like it is probably one of the best aspects of the whole of it because you don't ever you wouldn't really consider it So a lot of courses you go on, they don't actually tell you how to, I guess, train your mind. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you how you can develop by just changing the way you think. Um, Instead, a lot of it is just content. Whereas with a mindset, it was, no, you need to start thinking outside the box. You need to start, you need to stop putting constraints on yourself. Like there's a lot of times where I think even when I spoke to Jamal before my exam, we were talking about nerves and he goes to me, no, Zainab, you sound a little bit negative. You're meant to say, I feel confident. Even if you don't feel 100% confident, you've got to tell yourself, I feel confident and you can get through it. The mindset helped a lot during my SIPI because I know when I come across a couple of the questions, I was like, I just flagged them and I was thinking, okay. I started to think, oh no, there's like three or four in a row that I'm not 100% sure about. And then I stopped and I gave myself a little pep talk and I was like, wait, no. You need to change your mindset. You can do this. Like you are, you've got all the tools you need. You're a privacy professional. You can do it. And you just kind of have to talk to yourself in that sense. And that really helped because once I had made it through the exam, I went back and I was able to answer them. And I think that helps. Those mindset classes help anyone, not just people who are going into data privacy with things like confidence and kind of uh, self-awareness and and things like that. So last week, Zainab, you participated in your first webinar on behalf of Kazian, and that was the Ramadan webinar. How did you find that experience? That was a different experience. I've never done a webinar before. I think when I first met Jamal, my first words were, I hate cameras. I don't (laughs) like cameras. And it was different, but 
I felt so good after. I felt yeah. very empowered because my like with university, I've done presentations. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But I've never actually presented or spoken in front of my family. And my mum was downstairs listening. My brother was downstairs listening. Um, my cousin was stuck in traffic, so he tuned in. Oh. And I had like family from everywhere just tuning in and listening mm-hmm. just just to see like how far I'd come. As I think I mentioned this as well to Jamal during the sessions. My family, not from like my immediate family, they didn't know I was taking this course. They yeah. didn't know anything to do with me becoming a data privacy analyst. This was their first preview of what I'd been doing. So it was like a really good way to introduce the new me to them. I was really happy doing that. And like it gives you confidence as well, because when I sat there and at first I was a little bit nervous, but as it went on, you've got people asking you questions. And the fact that I had the ability to answer them without thinking too much, it just gave me that confidence. Okay, you do know what you're talking about. Uh, Jamal, what was your thoughts on, on Zainab with the webinar last week? I was super proud of Zainab. Think back and I look at where she started only about eight weeks ago, back in January, where she is now. We're in front of an audience, a public audience. She said she hates cameras, she hates speaking live, but she was in front of an audience. She was answering questions. She was delivering real value to real clients. It wasn't just her family tuning in. Yes, it was nice for them to support, but the actual webinar was to the third sector and they've got Ramadan coming up and it's a very big time of year for them and they want to raise millions and know how to do that without breaking data protection laws. And Zainab very eloquently and very pragmatically able to explain to them the key concepts that they need to understand. And also she was taking on the questions and answering them before I even had a chance to think about who's going to answer the questions. And by the time we got to the end, I felt almost bad having to finish the webinar because I could see she had, you know, a lot more to give. The webinar last week, I think everyone benefited from it hugely. I thought that the panel were excellent. I thought Zainab was excellent. What do you want to tell us that you haven't told us already? When we spoke about the mindset, it was from the first phone call we had. So the first Zoom call that we actually had, um, it was a really weird Zoom call because it seemed as though everything Jamal was asking wasn't relevant to the course, but it was more for him to figure out who I was as a person. It felt very natural and it's like, okay, this person wants to get to know you so they can cater the course towards the way I am. I remember that first call, you asked me loads of random questions to do with how do you overcome challenges or when was the last challenge you had? Like it just seemed like it was not relevant to the course at all. And as time went on, I realized it was because Jamal wanted to get to know me as a person to figure out how I learn and the best way for him to communicate with me so I can get the most out of these sessions. That for me, I felt like it was a key selling point because it's not like he's just trying to sell a program. It's like he actually wants to see you do well. And you don't get that often. This is where I'm going to link back to the university experience. You just get a qualification. You just get a course. Whereas this is someone that wants to know you so they can get you from point A to point B. I've only been on the course, I'd say about 10 weeks maybe now. And I'm a completely different person from where I was 10 weeks ago. Like my confidence is back. I think working in a job that I didn't see myself going like anywhere and I just felt like I was losing myself. Whereas now it's like I'm finding myself again and I'm genuinely so happy. Like my parents see it, my family sees it. I went through like a phase where I think I wasn't happy at work. So I just kind of pushed my social side, like my social life aside and being able to have that back, like going out, being happy, not having to worry because I know I'm working on my route to get to where I'm trying to get to. It just makes you feel a lot better. 
with the mindset sessions as well, they've come at the perfect time because I know that the pandemic hasn't been easy for a lot of people. And to have the mindset sessions, it just reminds you we're all going through a rough time because we're all in a situation which we don't class as normal. Don't forget, it's the way you perceive it. And a lot of people, I think, have forgotten that. It's everyone's stuck in the same boat. If we're all going to think we're going through a bad time, we're going to be going through a bad time. You've got to find that little silver lining. And I feel like that's what this programme has done for me. It's reminded me. It's reminded me, like, you're bringing so much more to the table. Don't sell yourself short just because of the situation you're in. And I'm really grateful for that because... I've gone through like all these processes and at first my mum, I even remember um, as soon as we finished the course, I go to Jamal, are we ready for the exam? Do you think we're ready? And he goes, yeah, I think you are. So I go, okay, I'm booking it. And then I booked it and my mum goes to me, it's been like two months, why are you booking your exam already? I go, because Jamal said I can do it. If Jamal says I can do it, I can do it. And she was like, okay, go ahead, do whatever you like think is right. And I had two weeks off work, so I was like, okay, I'm going to book it. Did it, and when I passed, I was in a bubble for at least three days. Wow. So I was in shock. <laughs> I think that uh, what you've said will be very inspirational to a lot of students who are thinking of going through the programme and just yeah. students who are interested in data privacy as well. Because I think initially when you said to me as well, was there any like point where I had a doubt? I know like with Bit, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. And I go to my mum, and mum goes, are you sure you want to do this? Like, you're not just jumping into it, are you? If I don't take the opportunity, I might regret it later. It can go one way or two ways, but either way, it's an investment. And then she was like, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Question for you, Zainab. How would you feel now if you look back and you had said no to the opportunity? I would be miserable. I think I would be crazy. I, like, I would have dr- like driven myself mad by now. Because I know when I when we spoke initially, I was really down because of work. I was at a point where I was like, no. This isn't what I want to be doing. And if I stayed in that situation, I didn't take the programme, I feel like it'd be a lot worse from when we did meet. But now my attitude has completely changed because I'm like, if I go into work, I'm, I'm working to get out of here. So it's just like, okay, I'm not too fast. Whereas if I didn't take this opportunity, I think I would have let myself down especially because it's something I want to pursue and something I want to be doing. I'm super pleased that you made the decision that was right for you and you've joined the program and you're getting value and it's really helped you to transform to now where every time someone speaks to you, you have so much energy radiating from you light other people up. That's really amazing to see. And that's one of the things that you can instantly notice from when I first spoke to you. So um, I'm really pleased to see that. One of the questions I want to ask you about is we've recently moved on to a part where we're looking at the practical assignments. Yeah. How have you found that? It's been challenging in the sense that you have to kind of just get on with it. So Jamal will give you like a little bit of information and you've just got to do it and then come back to him and be like, okay, is this right? I enjoy it because I love a challenge. So it's a nice way of learning. And at least, you know, it's like you're kind of stuck in the deep end. But when you get through it, you're fine. And then, as I said, we're in a group of people. We all just share our notes after and you learn off of each other. Um, I've enjoyed it. And I feel like it gives you more confidence as well because you're being given practical assignments. If I went into a job tomorrow and they asked me to do a privacy notice, I know how to do it. Whereas if I didn't have any practical experience, I'd be stuck. And do you think the way we approach the practical experience, throwing you in the deep end in a safe environment, 
is actually more beneficial than if I was to kind of spell it out for you? It's a safe environment, so you're allowed to make mistakes. And that's something I think you reiterate quite a lot is that you're allowed to make mistakes, make all your mistakes now, it's fine, because mistakes are the best way of learning. If I remember from previous podcasts, everybody's mentioned making mistakes as part of the journey. And I think learning that you don't feel bad for making the mistakes. You're actually happy you made the mistake because you know what's right and what's wrong now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So the last question from me before I know you've got some questions for Jamal. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years time? Five to 10 years time. I have got a slight plan. Jamal knows I want to move abroad. So I would love to move abroad in the space of five to 10 years. I do want to get my CIPM. And then I am considering once I've gotten that, maybe I say in a year or so time. So I want to get the hands-on experience now before I move on to another qualification, like another certificate and just see where it takes me. Like, I know I want to stay in in data privacy because it's evolving. There's Mm -hmm. laws coming out everywhere. And I feel like it's a great opportunity to leave the UK as well. (laughs) Um, But I would like to move abroad and just, build from my career now and just see how far I can get yeah and I'm sure with all your experience that you'll have and your qualifications and the privacy pros accelerator program behind you I'm sure you'll be able to do anything anything you want whether in the UK or abroad I think in long term I'd like to maybe do consultancy but I think I'll cross that when I get closer to it because one thing I've learned is just take everything in your stride don't make in-depth plans because God makes your plans for you to be honest so just go with it definitely do your best and god will do the rest yes yep <laughs> there we go there we go um and i know you've got some questions for jamal before we end yes i do jamal yes. i don't think i ever asked you this question what drew you to the privacy industry like what made you involved with data privacy it's a really interesting question actually i first came across data privacy when i had my first role after graduating Uh, It was as a business consultant. So I used to advise businesses on what they had to do in terms of compliance. Um, In fact, I was the best at the company was to do with data protection and the principles. So I had that kind of learning from it. And when I left that job, I moved towards compliance and I was in financial services. And I was really thinking about what I want to do. And I know I wanted to help people. I've always been passionate about human rights. And if you see any of my social media, you'll see me campaigning and protesting and everything. And I saw data privacy as a human right. And I saw the GDPR coming up. And when I first read into the GDPR, this was around 2016, I was like, this, there's no way, absolutely no way that big tech companies are going to allow for this piece of uh, legislation to come in place. It's just not going to happen. So I kind of ignored it. And then they started building up more and more traction and I got more and more interested. And I was like, hang on a minute. It actually looks like it's going to come into fruition. And I can see that no one's actually prepared. And it's so new and so fresh that I can be at the forefront of it because it's right at the beginning. Like, even though I don't have 10 years experience in GDPR, no one else does either. And if I get jump into it now, it means that I can actually do what I want to do and help people. I can make a positive impact, but I can also help the people that I know that aren't getting the help. So when I first looked at data privacy before 2018, businesses knew about this since 2016, right? It was 2018 when the deadline to comply was, and I could see that although the big businesses were getting lawyers on board and consultancy firms on board to deal with this, the small and medium-sized enterprises, they had nobody to help them. They had no one to explain it to them in a way that makes sense, and they didn't have the hundreds of thousands of pounds to do a GDPR program to roll it out. So I was like, this is an opportunity to really come and help people to uphold the Amana 
And for me, it made perfect sense. With the background, with the level of interest I had, I told you earlier when I was younger, all I wanted to do was help people. And I was like, this is a really great way of helping people to protect their personal data. And when you think about how data is so important right now, you can't even wake up without having some of your data collected or captured, whether it's by the Amazon Alexa or the Google app or your phone knowing you're awake, right? So there's no better industry to be involved in right now than data privacy. That's the way I saw it. And that's one of the reasons that drove me to it. The other reason that drove me to it is if you listen to some of my earlier podcasts, you'll see I was on a personal transformation journey. I was expectant parent as well. And a lot of that had to do with driving it. And ever since that position, the rest of it is to do with about leaving a legacy behind um, in honor of my children along the data privacy route. So I don't know if I shared this with you guys, but the first time my wife was pregnant, my first child, Ayub, he was due to be born on the 25th of May 2018, which is the day the GDPR kicks in, right? So yeah, that's uh, that's probably the answer to your question. That makes sense. Did you have another question for Jamal Zainab? Looking at this course that I'm on now, I don't think personally I would have come across a course that was ever as structured. I did miss something out when I was explaining it. I missed out the personal branding element. I've never used LinkedIn before I did this course. I had LinkedIn, I just didn't know how to use it. But now I'm posting a lot more often than I did. And actually having somebody help you build your personal brand it comes back to the whole concept where I've been saying it's not university. It's actually taking you from where you are to where you want to get to. And that's something I'm really appreciative of. But what actually inspired you to come up with this structure for the programme? Because you could have just developed like a course and given us guidance through our SIPI exam and how to get it. But instead, you've like incorporated the masterclasses, the personal branding elements, the assignments. How comes you've done it like that? So one of the things I was thinking is about my journey from where I started off to where I've got to. And I'm so grateful for all of the experiences and all of the amazing things that I've been able to do and to be a part of. I get so many people asking me on LinkedIn, on my phone, through my networks for lots of little bits of pieces of advice. And when I was thinking about my journey and where I got to, where I got to, and all of the mistakes I've made, all of the money I've wasted on the wrong kind of courses, going down the wrong avenues, I was like, you know, it was such a crazy time of life. The last couple of years have been such a big journey. I would hate for other people to go through the same journey and make all those mistakes and to get rejected because not everyone will have the same growth mindset. Not everyone has the same mindset training that I've benefited from back in the past have that resilience some people might give up so I was like I looked back at my journey I was like what are all the things that worked what are the things that really made the difference and moved the needle for me so I thought look the best thing to do the best way I can give back and inspire more people from a diversity and inclusive point of view to come into the data privacy sector is really to give them a foolproof plan a proven method like this is everything that I've done that works don't waste your time doing anything else forget about everything else this is the proven methodology. And I took a few people through this proven methodology through the mentoring program. Then I decided, you know what, it's time to package it up as a course. And the reason for this is I wanted people to go through this in a way where they had someone who's actually been through it, come out the other end, proven it, and just be guided so they can get from where they are to where they want to be, where as a world-class privacy professional, without having to spend years and months and thousands of pounds making all of those mistakes trying to figure it out for themselves. 
And I thought that was the best way for me to give back and for me to leave a legacy. Plus also give a very safe way of people who are looking to change career or thinking about data privacy as a career to come in and think, no, you know what? I've got this. I can see the whole vision. I can see the structure and it actually works. So I wanted something that took the best of all of the things that I've learned and avoids the mistakes of all of the things that I've made mistakes on and wasted money on and come through that with highly ambitious and driven, motivated people and just really help them from get from where they are to where they deserve to be and have the life that they deserve. That makes a lot of sense. I'm grateful for that, being one of the people on the um, course. Like I'm very grateful for that because the structure does help. It's like you said, it's foolproof um, and it's proven because going through it, I can see like myself ticking the box in the checklist. It does help a lot. I'm grateful to have the honour and the privilege of having you on the programme. Thank you. I do have one more question. The Privacy Pros community, I think it's amazing. It's like you've got all these people that are in different stages in their career. And so you've got people like Robert who have been doing it for a long time. You've got um, all these success stories. Like you've got Benga. We had, um, was it Haley as well? Mm-hmm. And then you've got Emma, who's pretty new, someone that I could relate to. So when I've listened to all these podcasts and you're able to speak to these people in the group chat as well, it's like, it's very inspiring and it gives you a lot more confidence because you've got that around you and you've got people that are either in a similar situation as you or people that are in a position you want to be in in X, Y, Z amount of years. So I'm really grateful for the community aspect of it as well. And it's like you said, everyone celebrates with you. And I read a post the other day where I think somebody uh, from a completely different sector on LinkedIn was saying the data privacy community, they've never seen such a nice community and someone that's like a community where everybody's trying to help each other because when there's an opportunity, it circulates through the community and it's open for everyone. I've had people when they found out I passed my CP put out posts on my behalf to see if they could find me a job. And I was really grateful for that as well. So I think being part of a community, it just makes it a lot better because you've got all that support and you've got all this good energy around you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons I created the community is I realized when I was on my journey, there's lots of different study groups. But the problem I found was every single study group or LinkedIn group or WhatsApp group I came across, it was people with the wrong kind of mindset. They just wanted to learn how to pass an exam. Nobody wanted to actually go out and make a difference. Nobody wanted to really own the space and make a difference and give back. It was, hey, data privacy pays a lot of money. Get the CP exam and you might be able to get a job. And yeah. if you don't get caught out, then just try. Or if you get caught out, go and join another company. There's such a big demand for data privacy. As long as you've got the CIPP, you'll get a job. That's what the kind of attitude that I saw people having. I was like, this is not the kind of environment I want to be in. So that's why I created the Privacy Pros community with individuals who I identified have the right mindset, are really passionate about giving back. And that's what creates that powerful, compelling community that you just thrive off. And everyone there you see has got the right mindset. No one's just interested in the money there. Actually, no one is even interested in the money there. Everyone that's in that community is interested in really taking the sector forward, sharing all of their learnings and making sure that everyone else in the community is as empowered as they could be. And for me, bringing students into that community, having that powerful, supportive environment 
is one of the biggest benefits and adds the most value to individuals. Thank you so much, Zainab, uh, for joining us today. And thank you, Jamal, as always, for being my co-host. It's been a pleasure speaking with you both today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, like and share so you're notified when a new episode is released. Remember to join the Privacy Pros Academy Facebook group where we answer your questions. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're leaving with some great things that will add value on your journey as a world-class privacy pro. Please leave us a four or five-star review. And if you'd like to appear on a future episode of our podcast, or have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to hear more about, please send an email to team at kzient.co.uk. Until next time, peace be with you.